This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome to our third program in the continuation of Pastor Ray's Overcomer Series with the study of a subject everyone identifies with and the Bible calls something never unique and even common to man. The Bible calls those blessed who endure and stand their ground against it. When going into spiritual battle against our subject, the Word further declares we should be joyful for the opportunity to use our faith and patience to overcome it. Not about any particular sin, but rather the enticement that may lead to sin, today's message is simply entitled Overcoming Temptation. And Pastor warns sternly, because it has an agenda, if temptation is not dealt with, it will surely deal with you. What you'll learn about the true nature of temptation in the next few days will amaze you and even set some free from its grip. Here's Pastor Ray with more on the life-changing message of Overcoming Temptation. We as Christians, as believers, we have a responsibility to feed the right part, which is the spiritual part. Our spirit being. Feed it with the Word of God. Nurture it with fellowship with the Lord. Because, you know, the closer you get to God, the more repulsed you are by the flesh and by the activities of the flesh. The closer you are to the Lord, the more natural resistance against these temptations begin. They'll be there but you won't be as quick to enter into them. Because the closer you get to God, it just builds a resistance in you. So if anyone lacks wisdom, we need to pray and to seek God for the, the answer, the escape route, and God will give it to you. And he goes on to say in verse 12, and I like this, he said, blessed Just hang out there for a minute with me. Blessed, blessed is the man who endures temptation. Blessed. So according to the word of God, there's a blessing for having an active resistance against temptation in your life. There's a blessing that comes from God when you refuse to yield to that temptation and allow that temptation to get hold in your life and take hold in your life. And, and you know, uh, unfortunately, in, in my years in, in ministry, I've just seen so many people bound by things. And part of, part of the reason and part of the problem is that we haven't built up a strong enough active resistance against it. He said, blessed is the man who endures temptation. I love definitions. The word endure means to patiently, courageously endure, to wait And to remain through a trial or a test. And I like this part. To stand your ground. To stand your ground. To everybody in this house. To all of us that are here. We need to stand our ground when it comes to our moral principles. And our moral conduct. And I'm not just talking about sexual activity. I'm talking about we shouldn't even. That's a big one and we can talk about it a lot. But I'm I'm talking about even beyond that. We ought, to be, we ought to be as honest as honest could be. 
in all of our business practices, on the job, in our, in our relationships, as honest as honest can be. We need to be people of great integrity and not be tempted to do things that lack integrity. You know, you hear about it on the news constantly, these politicians who get great, great you know, power and get great presence and positions and, and the trust of, of, of many people. And then all of a sudden you find out that they're doing stuff behind the scenes where they're, you know, embezzling money or taking money from people who they should be fighting and all this kind of stuff that just lacks integrity. And it all comes from temptation. They were tempted to do these things. And instead of fighting and resisting, they yielded to the temptation and thus brought destruction upon themselves. And that's what James teaches right here in these verses. See, says, blessed is the man, though. Blessed is the man who endures, who stands against it, who makes an act of resistance against temptation. It's going to come, but just because it comes doesn't mean I have to give into it. See, because sometimes temptation will be so strong to try to convince you that nothing else will satisfy you unless you do this. And the truth is, that's a lie from the pit of hell, because the truth is, it's only God. Only God can satisfy the deepest longings of a man's soul. There is no physical pleasure that can replace the awesome pleasure of being in the presence and in fellowship with the living God. So... Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life. Now, now, this really speaks to the future rewards and blessings that we will get when we get to heaven. So, in this one verse, the Lord is addressing both aspects. You endure temptation, there's a blessing to be had in this life. You endure temptation, there's a blessing to have in the life to come. See, we don't think about it because maybe too, some of you are so young that, you know, death is so far from you. But really, death is not far from anybody. Look at what happened, what we talked about today. In a moment of time, perfectly healthy people, young people were mowed down in a senseless act of violence and no longer live. And they're hopefully, you know, they knew the Lord and they're in the presence in, the inter- in, in eternity in, in the hands of the Lord. So, but... But the bottom line is that there, is, there are rewards that are going to be given to us when we get to heaven. And here's my question. Are you expecting any? Are you expecting any? And there are many reasons for rewards. But in this particular verse, we see it says, Blessed is the man in this life who endures. And blessed is the man in the life to come. Because there's a crown of life that God's going to give to him. And the rewards in heaven as well. So there's a blessing on both ends. From what I can see from the, from, the, from the word. So he says, blesses man who endures that temptation. Because when he's approved, he'll receive the crown of life. He'll get it on both ends. And then verse 13, and I like this, he says, and this kind of puts a cap on what I've been saying. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. We know that God is not the tempter. God does not tempt us. For God cannot tempt. So God doesn't use temptation to try to teach you a lesson. See, I've heard people say this, why is, why is God doing this to me? You know, they're, they sin and they blame God. Like it was God's fault. Well, how come God didn't take it away? Well, because it is your responsibility and my responsibility in this life to fight those temptations and to deal with them. 
God has done everything he could do for us. He gave us Jesus, broke the power of sin and broke the, the power of the devil. So he says, do not say when, when uh, let no one say when he is tempted, I'm tempted by God. God doesn't use temptation. He doesn't have it. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. So there's, there's the proof that God is not the one who uses temptation. Temptation comes from the evil one. Sometimes temptation just comes from you. Because you have a propensity in a certain direction that you haven't dealt with, that you don't want to give up, that you don't want to, you know. There are certain things that some people just don't want to give up. So the devil doesn't even have to work. His work is done. He goes on to somebody else. So sometimes you just got to blame yourself. So he says, verse 14, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. And I'm going to say it again. One of the ways to not fall into this trap is to keep your desires pure. It's awfully quiet in this nice little church. Keep your desires pure. Your greatest desire is to desire God and his holiness and his presence in your life. That's the greatest desire. So each one is tempted or kind of causes that temptation to start again because he's drawn away by his own desires, by desires that otherwise should have been on the Lord. And a lot of those desires have kind of gotten a stronghold in our lives because we haven't dealt with them because they kept coming up and we kept embracing them instead of rebuking them and cursing them. And now these desires, you know, now we're being drawn away and it's not even the devil's work. It's just there because we haven't put up an act of resistance. We haven't endured it. We haven't fought against it. You know, uh, I can remember when I was many years ago, I was a young, younger man. I was just coming back to the Lord at that point in my life. And I wanted to get it right this time because I had fallen away for a short period of time. And I can remember back in those days, you know, you got a paycheck. You had to go to the bank and cash your paycheck. There was no online, you know, transfer of funds. You got a paper check. You went to the bank and cashed your check. And I can remember I went to the bank teller and I gave her the check. And she cashed my check and gave me an envelope. And I went back to my, uh, to my office and, and the store that I worked in. And I opened up my envelope, and I realized that I think there was two or three hundred dollars over the amount. And my first reaction was "woohoo!" <laughs> that was my first instant reaction. Now I'm a young man; I'm just coming back to the Lord. You know, I've been in the world and thinking worldly, and "woohoo!" I just got an increase. Boy, what can I do with three hundred bucks? But instantly, the conviction of the Lord, the temptation was there, but instantly God was providing me a way of escape. And instantly I was convicted and I picked myself up off the church. No, I'm going to do this God's way. I had to say, I'm going to do this God's way. Pick myself up, marched back to that bank and gave the lady the money back and said, you know, you, you gave me too much money. She said, I did? I said, yes, it's 300 bucks or 200 bucks. I don't remember the amount but I handed her to the money and you should have seen the look on her face. She says, thank you so much. I could have been in really big trouble for doing that. And that was like almost 40 years ago, I guess, 38 years ago, something like that. 300 bucks, 200 bucks was a lot of money. It's still a lot of money, but it was even more then. And she thanked me. And I felt just a sense of, just a sense of, oh, just joy that I had done what was right. 
you know. Um, but the temptation was there. Who's going to know? They're never going to figure it out. People live this way. People lie and cheat and steal and connive and embezzle and do all kinds of things and make up all kinds of excuses to try to protect themselves and make themselves look good. But it says that but what each one, see, you have to have pure motives in your heart. Pure motives. If there's an impure motive, deal with it. Because an impure motive will turn into a very strong temptation which ultimately will lead you to sin. And that's what this is saying. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Drawn away and enticed. Drawn away and enticed. You're drawn away from the presence of God. And sometimes it can be so bad that you're drawn away from your family, from the thought of a wife, a thought of a husband, a thought of a reputation. You'd be drawn away and enticed. It becomes an enticement. Now it's starting to heighten. And then it goes on to say, and this is, this is where it gets really serious, is then when desire has conceived. What does it mean to conceive? It means life. Something starts to grow. Right? As far as womb is concerned with human humans. When conception, at conception, it means it's, it, it's, 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 it's growing. Something is about to give birth. So it said, when a desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. And that's exactly what happens. We don't deal with it. We keep, keep, keep going. We don't deal with it. Don't deal with it. Don't deal with it. Don't put up that active resistance. It gets stronger. It gets stronger. It gets stronger. And then all of a sudden, it starts to take hold in our life. It starts to grow. And then eventually... It gives birth, and what it brings forth is death. And it brings forth, like I said before, it brings death to your peace, to your joy, to your prosperity, to your marriage, to the trust that you worked your life to build between, you know, in your relationship. And like I said before, God will forgive you like that, but people won't. That's the fact. You may think that they should, but they won't. Because when you're dealing with humans, you're dealing with emotions, you're dealing with feelings, you're dealing with trust issues, you're dealing with a past that maybe people have had or people have you know, done things to them and violated them or whatever it be. So it creates a whole mess in your life all because you didn't endure and stand up against that temptation and knock it down before it had the opportunity to really give birth to sin. You know, like I said, you see these people every day on TV. They're extortioners. They extort money from people. That's living in them. You know, I, I often said this, and let me say, you know, for the sake of repetition here, but a man doesn't wake up one morning and decide to commit adultery. A man doesn't wake up one morning and decide to, you know, embezzle money from his company, you know, or do any other ugly thing. That was living inside for a while, and it was growing because it wasn't dealt with. That temptation was never dealt with. And therefore, it conceived. It started to take hold. It started to grow. And it grew to the point where it actually gave birth and you actually acted out what, which was once just a thought or a temptation now becomes a reality. It was only a thought and it could have been dealt with right there. But because you didn't deal with it, it conceived, it grew, it gave birth, it gave birth to sin, and sin when it was full grown gives birth to death. Death to everything, and in some cases, it could even mean your life. I've heard, and you've heard of people who, you know, are promiscuous, and they go out, and they 
are sexually promiscuous and they live this kind of life and all of a sudden, you know, you find that they get some dreaded disease, AIDS or whatever it be, and, and they end up dying, dying at young ages because they, 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 couldn't, they couldn't deal with that temptation. And they gave, now we as Christians ought to know better. In the world, people think that this is normal. I have a temp, you know, I feel to do something, I do it. I want to have sex, I have sex. That's just my natural, you know, but that's not what God's word says, Right? That's not the way God set up the system. Sex was created for the marriage bed. It was created for the marriage bed. No, it's the truth. Now, in this society we live in, unfortunately, what happens is that a lot of young people, they don't understand this. And thus... I have, I've, I've witnessed it over and over again. Young people get into a relationship. They start having sex. Somebody gets, you know, woman gets pregnant. Girlfriend gets pregnant. Do you realize that you just ruined your life? Because you, you weren't prepared. You're young. You don't have jobs yet. You don't have a future. You, you want to go to school. You want to do these things. But because you did not deal with the temptation, and I'm talking sometimes church kids who know better. Because you didn't deal with it, now you've ruined your life. Now you're going to carry a child from birth to your death. That's why, you know, sometimes in the church, you know, we've had this happen where young people have gotten pregnant and they want to have a shower and they, you know, and I let it go. But I'm thinking to myself, a shower? We ought to be having a, yeah, praise God for the baby. I, I understand that. But this was not the way it should be. And, you know, it's like, so it's a very sticky, because, of course, your baby is a baby, is innocent. We love the child, and we're going to do everything we can to bless the child. But, sister, you, you know, brother, you guys, you need to repent. Because that shouldn't have happened. Y'all know better. That's why we need to be responsible with our lives. Because a lot of times, oh, man, am I rambling now? Or am I, uh, you know, but... And when this desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. And then, you know, people wonder why, you know, why am I having a rough time? Well, you, you know, you constantly give in to temptation. You're, you're meditating on the wrong things, you know. You, you, you want to, got to do this God's way, man, if you want God's blessing. And, um, you know, just, uh, you got to just do it God's way. And that's the way you end up blessed. Now, the fact of the matter is that we're imperfect and we will make mistakes. And we can't get condemned as long as we know it's a mistake and it's wrong. Then we need to pick ourselves up. If, if, if we do make a mistake, then that's the time to pick ourselves up and learn from that. And, and the, fact is, the fact of the matter is if you do make a mistake, you do sin, and you realize how wrong this is, and you feel a sense of conviction, you're good. What I get concerned about is that some people have gotten to the point where it's not even a conviction anymore. It's like, well, this is the way it is. You know, this, this is just the way it is, you know. And, and unfortunately, the society we live in has gotten so depraved, it's so anti-God, that, that people can't, young people especially, and even some older people, can't really stomach the thought that God has a better way and that we ought to be doing it God's way. And they've just accepted this 
in the society because the society is, is really a sick mess. It's a sick mess. So I don't know where you're at, but if I were you, I wouldn't follow society and the world standard because it's a sick mess. I would follow God. I would follow a better plan and a better way in your life because following God is going to bring you to the ultimate end of blessing. And there's no blessing uh, better than the blessing of God in your life and what he can do with your life. And I'm living proof of that because I come from nothing. But I purposed back in those days to do it God's way. And although I'm not perfect and have made my share of mistakes along the way in my life, just like you all have in your life, thank God that my focus has always been on the word and to get it right every step of the way. Now, I just want to to make something, I want to put something really clear here. I have never in all my years, I have been a single man and I have remained a single and celibate man. I want to make that perfectly clear. I learned to just keep walking. It's the truth. Just keep walking. No looking anywhere. Just keep walking. Hallelujah. So I just want to make that perfectly clear to everybody because I don't want you walking out. Whoa, maybe Pastor had an affair. You know, he's a single. No, the only affair I have is with my pillow. And it's just perfect. Just crunch it up, stick it under there. It's the only thing I hug is my pillow. So praise the Lord. Are we all okay? All right. Well, I got more to say, but I think I ran out of time. Uh, Let me just give you these last few things here um, just quickly. She'll put them up on the screen because I want you to... Ways or how to overcome temptation. Number one, recognize your tendency to sin. In other words, recognize your weak spot. All right? Every one of us has a weak spot. Know what that weak spot is. Be aware of it. Don't embrace it. Reject it. Hate it. Number two, flee from temptation. In other words, as we said already, look for the escape route. Number three, resist temptation with the word of God. And I didn't get a chance to get over to Jesus' experience in the desert. But three times the devil tempted him and three times he hurled the word of God back at him. So resist temptation with the word of God. Refocus your heart and your mind with praise. So get the praise on. Did you hear what I said? Get the praise on. Start worshiping and praising the Lord. All right? And then this is important. When you, when you do fail, quickly repent. Quickly repent. You remember, you know my little saying, when you mess up, fess up. And then here's one that I think is very important, especially for a lot of men. Develop a Christian friendship for the purposes of accountability. Someone who you can talk to openly and freely. You know, say, look, I'm having a really hard time. I'm feeling weak in this area. And that would be a good person that you can pray with and can believe God with you. But it's got to be a trusted friend or spiritual leader or somebody that you can turn to to have that bond where you can just talk things through and you know you're accountable to somebody. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 